If you're looking for trouble, you've come to the right place. The baddest biker bar in the investment world, The Danger Zone. Yes, welcome to The Danger Zone on Money Life, where we get the latest take from the experts at New Constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. And they do this by bringing together discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting. They work from the footnotes level up, and they frequently find that things are misleading. If they're misleading and they work in your favor, well, that would make something that's ugly actually be attractive. But if they work against you, that makes something dangerous. Want to learn more about how it works? Go to newconstructs.com. Kyle Gusky is investment analyst at New Constructs. Kyle, it's great to have you back on Money Life. Great to be back. Thanks. Who's in the danger zone this week? Needham Growth Fund. Danger, danger. Needham Growth Fund. It's ticker symbol N-E-E-G-X. This is a fund that my audience probably knows because John Barr, the fund manager, has been on my show many, many times. And I mean, I can tell you, I've looked at stuff on this fund. I haven't necessarily gone particularly deep, but I've never seen anything that would make me say, oh, this is a dangerous fund. So why are you taking a look at a fund that gets a good star rating, et cetera, and you're saying it's headed for trouble. Yeah, so this is one where, as with all our mutual funds and ETF analysis, we look at the individual holdings and then the cost of the fund, and we put those together and get our overall rating. Um, in this case, this fund gets our very unattractive rating, and it's kind of a mix of holdings and largely valuation. We look at the fund methodology, and you know, on paper, it sounds good. Growth at a reasonable price, looking for strong incentivized management teams, qualities that anyone in you know, value investing, investing in general should be looking for. But when we actually dig into the holdings, we see that the reasonable price portion of that methodology is not reflected in the holdings. Uh, we've got a scenario where 70% of its portfolio, the fund's portfolio is in unattractive or worse rated stocks. Um, and just 9% is in attractive or better rated stocks in our system. And specifically, that is worse than sort of the benchmark ETF as well as the S&P 500. And it kind of falls along quality of earnings being sort of neutral in our ratings and then the valuation being extremely uh, expensive for the stocks in this fund. Uh, we look at a price to economic book value of 6.3, which basically means that holdings have to grow profits by six times to justify their current valuations. So we've got a lot of growth baked into those valuations, which makes them not so valuable price. I've got to ask an interesting question to me here because there are plenty of times where mutual fund managers will do something that puts them on the outs, whether it's with new constructs or with Morningstar or what have you. How do we know that this isn't just kind of coincidence? Oh, we picked a bunch of stocks that happen to score badly on new constructs as opposed to what they are doing is leading them to pick dangerous stocks. Like somebody might love their methodology, but it's fairly clear you guys dislike their methodology. Yeah. And really it comes down to, you know, what they've disclosed in some of the fund prospectus and fund stats. Uh, they don't give clear exact details. They do give some, you know, qualitative uh, metrics on what they're looking for, you know, high operating margins, uh, like I said, in incentivized management teams. And so all we can do is sort of juxtapose that against what we see in their holdings right now. You know, our fund ratings aren't backwards looking. We're not saying that they didn't pick good stocks in the past. We're looking at the current holdings and those current holdings would project forward have a very unattractive risk reward rating. And so as it stands now, the stocks they've picked 
rank poorly in our system, which then gives the overall fund a poor rating because of those existing holdings, not necessarily something in the past, but they're looking at what it could do performance in the future wise. That's an important thing to note because if somebody looks at this fund over the last 15 years, it's delivered 11.5% plus annualized. Over year to date, well, it's up about two and three quarter percent as we record this. But over the last three months, it's down about 20%. Is what they've seen in the last three months the troubles that you see among the stocks in the portfolio hitting home? Yeah, definitely. When we look at, like I said, it's the portfolio as it is now. And so right now we see high valuations, stocks that are more likely to fall because those expectations for future profit growth in those stocks are you know, optimistic and in a market that is a little bit more discerning than we've seen in the past. You know, Stocks don't just continually go up. We are seeing more stock you know, volatility. Earnings actually can matter these days. Um, we're seeing that a lot of these overvalued companies have fallen back down, which would then in turn hurt a fund that holds a lot of those overvalued companies. This is a fund, you know, we, we tend to focus in more on Morningstar and how a fund is rated in the star rating. But this is a case where, and I recognize you can only talk about new constructs, but Lipper, the Lipper leaders numbers, this fund scores in the lowest group for consistent return. And it's a fund that has done well over time if you hold it long enough. But consistency being a problem and the trouble you see happening, it would appear that this is one of those times when it's going to disappoint on the consistency side. When you see a fund that gets unattractive, that has these problems, most fund investors are long-term investors. Somebody who's been a long-term investor in this fund has been satisfied looking back. They may be satisfied looking forward if they hold long enough. But it's that interim period and the fact that you're going to shake them out potentially. That's what you're worried about, right? Yeah, it's a bit of everything you just mentioned. You know, right now, you know, entering right now would not be would probably not be the best option given that a lot of those holdings are overvalued. If you if you like the methodology, maybe you revisit it in 6 months and see if some of these stocks might have fallen back down to earth. Maybe they don't look as overvalued anymore. Um, we look at the you know the whole portfolio. There are some quality stocks. We've seen some stocks in there that we've actually featured as long ideas. Um, now they're smaller portions of the fund than the overarching, you know, very unattractive rating. But it is a scenario where if they pick some different stocks, they move things around. Some of those overvalued stocks come back down. Uh, there's a scenario where you know the rating could improve, but it's a situation where if you're looking at it today, this is not something you know. It has our very unattractive risk reward rating going forward at this point. It is Needham Growth Fund, N-E-E-G-X, the danger zone pick this week, a very unattractive rating in terms of the fund and a lot of the holdings in it. Kyle Gusky, thanks so much for joining me to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Kyle Gusky is investment analyst at New Constructs. To learn more about what they do, Check them out online at newconstructs.com. Check them out on Twitter at newconstructs. And we're heading for home on today's edition of Money Life. Up next, it's market call time. Martin LeClaire from Barrick Yard Advisors will be here talking stocks when we come back in just a moment. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous. <laughs> 